Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 16th of December. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets and startups. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with uh, my what, partner in crime, colleague, uh, David Scott. <laughs> it's great Scotty. to be back after a day off. Yeah. How are you, Scotty? I'm okay, apart from uh, frustration at uh, testing queues and the lengths that we're going through here in Sydney, but uh, good otherwise. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, look, everybody's over it, I think. I think that's a pretty safe... Yep. Safe bet. Uh, but look, market did not perform all that well today, but I am looking at CSL, taking close to 39 points off this market, down by 8%. After doing the deal, you know, raising the capital, raising the capital at $273, so perhaps uh, not quite achieving the high end of expectations. However, we had a chat to start the day with Josh Barker from Macro Capital, and he thinks it's a pretty good result, like just considering the sheer size and amount of money that needed to be found. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens in the long run. Uh, certainly, it's uh, another potential growth driver there, but there are risks attached. Uh, and of course, a lot of assets at the moment, even though I uh, know the actual cost to go and fund them, these deals are quite low by historical standards. Uh, there is uh, still always the possibility that uh, of overpaying. So we'll see how it goes. I was speaking to um, Gary Glover on the other uh, trade uh, this afternoon, and he thinks that CSL is looking pretty fatigued, a bit of um, uh, dispersion going on, and uh, not a lot of conviction in the latest leg higher up until today's uh, bit of slide. So one to keep an eye on. Okay, so that's interesting. And you can listen to that interview via the show notes. A masterclass on false breaks, broadening tops, and why volumes You like matter. that one? I title there we go scotty's got a bit of creativity you've missed your calling there scotty all right so that is csls that was the big move to the downside um shall i get into what moved to the upside because uh i like to round out a conversation with a bit of balance we've got to be positive yeah we do have to be positive (laughs) not not in every sense of course but yeah yeah i'm struggling today but misa blast um wow the roller coaster ride continues it was the best performer on the 200 it uh, received feedback from the fda on a phase three program from rex stemmel cell in patients with chronic low back pain. So we were talking about COVID-19 in relation to Mesoblast and Novartis earlier in the week. It now says that it will conduct additional U.S. Phase 3 trials. Look, share price up by 12%. A few investors have probably got some pains from that one in the recent days, so probably welcome uh, returns today. Yeah, we've got uh, WiseTech Global uh, also amongst best performers up by 7%. IGO is acquiring Western Areas for $1.1 billion. We knew that there was an update coming from those companies. They went into a trading halt pre-open, um, but Western Areas up by close to 5% off the back of that news. Um, you know what I, I'm not seeing any news associated with that that did really well today Macquarie up by two and a quarter percent uh, do you think that's uh can we trace back to some of the the news that we really started the day with and were dictated by which was the u.s fed 
Potentially. Uh, it's an investment bank. And uh, look, we're talking about uh, no M&A activity as well. We're talking about no, lots of infrastructure deals and uh, low cap rates. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously a benefit from that space. Uh, risk on in that sector of the market. We see we get some follow-through buying tonight in the States because uh, it was interesting to go and see how relieved the market seemed to be about the, uh, the outcome. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you now think happens for the Fed? I mean, we spoke with plenty of experts and you can get all of those interviews on our web or app. But, I mean, I know that uh, the balance sheet... Uh, quantitative tightening is now a very live conversation. Yeah, that's the next thing that we're going to be all talking about. The thing uh, that uh, the discussion point will be over the next few months. What will happen in that front? Uh, just looking at uh, the, the, the amount of uh, money that's being parked at the Fed at the moment. It is just, there is so much cash sloshing around. Like I'm talking like one and a half trillion US dollars being parked at the uh, the Fed overnight. Now that tells you that uh, there's too much at the moment. Uh, so what to go and do? Well, you can go and uh, start to run off your balance sheets and maybe sell a few uh, no, of those uh, bond holdings back into the market or let maturing uh, securities go and roll off. But the last time they did that, of course, it happened in 2018 and uh, got to a certain point, an autopilot uh, was uh, not really welcomed by the markets. And uh, so wanted to keep a very close eye on next year. Okay, so what, what will be the indications of that? I mean, will the Fed communicate to the same degree about that as they have when in terms of, you know, the taper and in terms of a potential lift off for rates? Potentially, you look at what's going on with the shape of the U.S. curve, and I talk about the uh, the flattening that's been taking place. So that's you know it, it's a pretty worrying sign. So one way the Fed could potentially go and, and change that is to go and start taking uh, some of that uh, liquidity, some of that uh, money out of the system. And by doing that, and then cut state. I'll start again start to go and create a bit of a you know, scarcity factor, and that will go and help to go and put interest rates higher. But uh, it'll a lot of come down to uh, economic conditions. I looked at where real, Yates, real rates are at the moment, uh, both in five and ten years, and still very deeply negative, actually lower than when the Fed meeting happened today. So it's still a highly stimulatory environment. And at some point, uh, if economic growth and inflation is getting away, they've got to go and take action mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, and I only ask because... You know, we didn't see a taper tantrum in markets. In fact, we saw a flurry of buying once the Fed chair came out, and even though he was quite hawkish in his commentary. So, yeah, mm. my, I guess it was, is this another way that the Fed can sort of, or another another point that the Fed can over-communicate on and therefore not shock markets? Well, I was disappointed the, uh, the journalists who were doing the questions this morning didn't get to it until about halfway through the press conference. But you would notice that after the, uh, no, the question about what was going to happen with the balance sheet, that's when everything really took off like a rocket because Powell's comments were very measured uh-huh. and uh, he expressed that they were very well acutely aware that uh, what happens with that balance sheet can have big ramifications around the world, particularly when it comes to financial conditions. Okay, yeah, well, that's the Fed, and we will continue to speak about the Fed, no doubt, in the months and years and everything to come. But we had jobs here, Scuddy. That jobs report was hot. Mm. So we also had comments coming from the Reserve Bank Governor, Phil Lowe, talking about, yeah, potentially ending their bond buying program in February. Um, but that jobs read, I mean, does that speak to, yeah, the potential for wage inflation? Absolutely. And uh, RBA is just like the Fed, massively behind the curve. 
Uh, no, still trying to go and rabbit on about, oh, no great rush to go and raise rates. They should be raising rates now, in my opinion. But uh, the, uh, the way to go and communicate that, uh, they can't do it abruptly. So slowly, slowly, we'll see what happens. But I think it's a given. Unless Omicron goes and derails us completely next year, early next year, uh, the RBA is going to go and wind up QE. There is zero justification for doing yeah. it at the moment. And it's creating, as I've written uh, previously in the views, uh, the distortions of the market. So it's creating uh, problems with liquidity. So, yeah, get out of there. My EFO, I don't want to go too far into it because really it's a political document, isn't it, this time around? I, with, uh, I glanced over it. We, yeah. knew, we knew that there was going to be an improvement in yeah. the bottom line. Yeah, and that's all we really need to say. We did speak with Chris Richardson from Deloitte Access Economics and a lot of the forecasts that the government put out there in terms of wages and inflation do jive with what they're coming up with at Deloitte. So if you'd like to listen to that interview, it is up online as well. Hey, Scotty, it feels like a long time ago now, but we had a good chat today with uh, the CEO of Macquarie Telecom, David Tudhope. Look, he has been really successful running that company. The company is doing quite well. Shareholders have done really well out of it. It was the stock of the day today, and I was so glad that I asked um, my guests about this one. Gaurav Sodi from The Intelligent Investor, Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital, Look, both called it a buy. It's already in the Ausbiz portfolio. But like Gorav is so, he did toot his own horn a little bit. He has got this call right from the beginning. But um, just for context, RBC Capital Markets in the wake of the investor update yesterday has, I think it was an 80 or $88 price target on the stock. It's 80. Gorav has a $100 price target on the stock. Really, really positive. He's pulled up. He's ready to yeah, go. Yeah, on its uh, yeah. on its expansion plans and the the type of business that it get. Anyways, let's listen into what Gorav and Luke Winchester had to say about MAQ. These guys have done a wonderful job of um, allocating capital, of uh, of use of uh, leveraging the balance sheet. Um, and of growing that business um, to the extent that it is now the overwhelming majority of Macquarie Telecom. And I still don't think that the market as a whole fully appreciates the strength of data centers as a business. I think this is potentially worth over $100 a share. Uh, I own it personally and I wouldn't sell it for, for years. It's a long-term holding for me. I think it's a buy too. Um, and, and I agree with Gaurav, it's, it's a long-term investment. The thing I like about the business could also be its, its greatest weakness, which is it's been content to grow slowly over mm. time, whereas some other competitors, Next DC, most among them, um, realise that um, the industry could be in a land grab right now. So Next DC is raising capital, mm -hmm. um, investing heavily, whereas Macquarie Telecom has been more content to slowly take that capital as they get it in and, 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 and move slowly. Slowly, love the the industry they're mm -hmm. in. I love their their uh, prudence of the way they've allocated capital, and I think it's it's such a well-run business. That is two thumbs up. That is two big buys. That is yeah, really positive result when it comes to Macquarie Telecom Group. Yeah. And uh, that CEO interview as well is up online if you'd like to have a little bit of a listen. I thought it was really interesting what he was saying about um, about retaining staff mm. and and the approach to retaining staff and just how far they need to go to. Yeah. Keep staff engaged. It's a fast-growing uh, organization and many different levels. So I thought that was a worthwhile question. Yeah. Asking. Okay. So we have jobs, wealth, population, factory activity data all issued. in. That was today. We've got jobless claims tonight. We have housing. We have industrial production, factory services data all due tonight. So it's still a busy one. And um, look, those jobless claims are pre-pandemic levels now. I can't imagine that there's going to be a big surprise there. Um, so, you know, on, on the face of it, the positivity could continue. But then, of course, Scotty, we get to 
Omicron. And it really is sort of a headline driven market right now still, even though we've got this optimism, even though lots of people are talking about Santa Claus rallies, etc. It, it's still headline driven. Yeah. And uh, Omicron's not going away. It uh, seems to be growing very rapidly. We still don't really have any concrete information about the severity, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, we know that the uh, the vaccines are not as effective against it. Please, please, please get us some clarity on the, uh, the health aspects in the, uh, the near term so we can actually go and make an uh, in advised investment decision. I'm getting my booster tomorrow. I think I'll just crack Enjoy on. Enjoy the uh, the immune response. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, cold sweats and, yeah, suck it up. But Ooh, well... We're going to be on I'm, air, I'm, so I'm, yeah, no, tune in. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, I, was, I was on air uh, it was, it was this time a week ago, and yeah. uh, I remember I just had my hands on the desk going like, oh, don't fall over, <laughs> oh, don't no. fall over. Oh, no, all right. Well, Chris Conway's joining us with his Friday buy, hold, sell, just past 9 a.m. Looking forward to that one. We'll be speaking to, well, Carl Tannenbaum from Northern Trust. We'll get his view on the Fed and where to from here. That's just after 10 a.m., I'm looking forward to the call tomorrow with a bit of a dynamic duo, Jumbe Lu from Tribeca and Adam Dawes from Shaw and Partners. And the day progresses toward the last call. We'll yeah, do it all again. Exactly right. And then it's the weekend. So, Scotty, we're almost there. Look, Ozbiz uh, remains on air until the 24th of December. We do hope you continue to join us. Uh, we hope that you have a really good evening. I think we should call it a day. Yeah, just on a very quick personal note, uh, after 49 years as a primary school teacher, it's my mum's last day uh, teaching oh. her children today. So, to Glenda, mum, congratulations on a wonderful career. You've uh, touched so many Australians around the country. So, well done. Love Thank you. Thank you, Glenda. Thank you. Thanks. That's wonderful. Um, we wish you all the best. Bye, Scotty. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.